the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you, sir, and welcome to The Word. It's our Church of the Week program here where every week, this is what we do, we remind you that there's a verse in the Bible in 1 Timothy five seventeen, and it says this, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And I'll also add that those who labor in playing the saxophone. Yes, it's in sir. the Bible somewhere right there. Hey, with us today <laughs> is the pastor from Freedom Life Center. It's Pastor Rudy Rodriguez. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, pastor, but boy, what a legacy of, of and a gift of, of, uh, of musicianship that you and your family have, sir. Yes. it's uh, We've been actually, our ministry started uh, in music ministry uh, back in the uh, early 90s. We went on, on full-time, ni- 1992, actually. Uh, we went on full-time, uh, moved to Mexico. Yeah. And uh, we've been in full-time ministry since. Uh, but, yeah, music was has been the heart and the passion that we've pursued, and God has blessed us through that. And now we see what God has done in the past, you know, and uh, and we say, well, God, God's hand was upon us throughout this journey. And uh, and now, of course, God is taking us a different direction. Mm. Well, we're going to talk about all that here. Yes, this sir. is our Church League program, and uh, we'll get to the whole story of, of uh, Freedom Life Center, what's happening today, and the vision for it. And we'll talk about the past, of course. But let's just kind of put it on the map for us. Uh, Freedom Life Center, how long have you been at Freedom Life Center? We founded the church in 2006, January 2006. This year will be our 11th year wow. uh, as pastors. How'd you come up with the name Freedom Life? Freedom Life came from... Luke chapter four, where Jesus says, you know, he's saying what he, you know, what, what he's called to do. And he says he's come to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and uh, to set at those that are captives, to set them free. Amen. And uh, when we read that, I I said, you know what? People need freedom. People are looking for freedom. Uh, They're, they're tired of being bound Mm. and incarcerated in their own souls. And so freedom life came about and and uh, we just threw in that center in there sure. for whatever reason, and we came up with Freedom Life Center. Very good. Yeah, because you're in the community for real. It's almost like you're in a neighborhood. Yes, we are. You're not yes, like on, on – you're off of 410 yes. near the Ingram area there. How do, I get to, how do I get to Freedom Life Center? Uh, very simple. Just come 410 south. If you come from the airport area, uh, exit Bandera. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll go about half a mile uh, east and turn right or go south on Callahan. Callahan. And we're right – between Bandera and Ingram Road on uh, Callahan and Thunder. Yeah, right there in that Ingram Hills area. There yes, too. So a very I established mean, community. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and I tell you, let me just say this. Our uh, our church has grown from just reaching that community. Mm. I would say 60 or 70% of our church is from that zip code, 78238. So we're very strong in community, and uh, our, our outreaches are so effective. And it's just awesome to see the people driving by the neighborhood every day and 
you know, the people that are coming to church, you know. So that's been our goal. That's been our heart. And, uh, you know, we're just, uh, we're just excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you've been doing it. Um, you guys, again, with your professionalism and your musicianship, that reflects in the in the video production that you guys do. Very first class stuff. Thank you. And I was, and I was looking, yeah, can y'all guys help me <laughs> with that stuff? <laughs> you should offer those services out. Yeah. Uh, but going back to serving the community like you have for so long and so well there, too, I was very, very impressed with something that looked like it was called Serve Day. Looked yes. like the, a bunch of your team, I don't know, put on the gear and just went out with mowers and edgers and did something. What happened yeah. there? Well, Lord put in our heart a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, we launched a ministry called Acts of Love. Uh, in the past, we were reaching people by preaching and evangelizing, uh, going door to door and inviting inviting them to church. Mm. Uh this lady from the church felt in her heart, we just needed to go out and share God's love. And so we started doing this thing where we go out and we, in the community, we go in teams. We offer to help them however we can. We don't tell them that we're uh, from a church. We're just, we're, we, we tell them that we're representing Freedom Life. But we're, uh, we're reaching out and we're saying, hey, what do you need? What can we do for you? Mm-hmm. How can we help you? How can we, is there, a, you know, do you need a, a your, your lawn mowed? Do you need your house painted? Do you need food? Do you need, you know, we uh, even bought a car for a family in the neighborhood, a van. Wow. They were walking to church every day and, and we bought them a van. Uh, and they were, they actually came from the, an invite or a, just a visit where we were just offering whatever they needed. And so instead of knocking and inviting them to church, knocking at their doors, inviting them to church, we started going to door to door and saying, what can we do for you? Mm. Because the church is, there's a stigma that the church just wants something from people and they want to take. And so we started going door to door and offering to any kind of service we can, uh, we can provide. And if we don't have the resources or the materials, we would, you know, people would donate. So we went out uh, uh, mowing lawns and uh, fixing people's plumbing, their Fixing, you know, some elderly people needed uh, needed her uh, stove fixed. And there's a gentleman in the church that, that has experience in, in those areas. We started doing working f- and serving the people. Mm. And uh, so the, uh, the first the first uh, launching of the ministry, we have a we had a team going out, knocking door to door and handing out flyers and offering whatever we can do. We have another team that goes out to assess what needs to be uh, collected or what needs to be materials we need for that particular project, and then we have another team that uh, actually goes out and does the work. Yeah. So we had multiple teams working, and again, we were not reaching or, or uh, preaching to the people. We're just uh, just showing an act of kindness, yeah. and everywhere we, every home we went to, uh, people wanted us to pray for them. And that was them opening the door. And that's, when we, that's, that's where the ministry in. happens. Yes, that's where the ministry happens. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, so th- those are the things that we begin to see a, a fruit and a, we started to see a, a result from our outreach. No longer, you know, in the, on the corner with a megaphone yeah. <laughs> and preaching. We would do a lot of outreach with uh, you know, festivals and that kind of stuff. And we'd have music and people giving their testimonies. But, and we still do that. Sure. But now we just go door to door and we just offer to help them. What can we do for you? And uh, that opens uh, th- that door to just minister to them. And, and it's been amazing the results that we've seen from 
from just showing an act of kindness, an act mm-hmm. of love. So that's what we call the ministry, yeah. acts of love. Loving your neighbor. I think it's in the Bible there, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> right that, there in your exactly, own backyard. Yes. And, and, and Jesus gives a, a, an illustration. Mm. Um, uh, the Preach. gentleman that was, you know, was beaten and a priest went by, a Levite went by, they avoided the situation. And yet someone that didn't get along with, you know, a, a person that was, that, that you know, you least expected. The Good mm. Samaritan, he stopped and rendered aid. And I believe that uh, the world is looking for, for the church to render aid, no longer condemning or, or they're tired of just preaching to them. Mm-hmm. They want us to show our the love and the, that grace that God has given us. So that's all we're doing, we're just sharing the love of God through actions. Well, you can see this video that I'm talking about at your website. It's called MyFreedomLife.org. I'll mention something else that I saw in that same video that I watched of, of your acts of service and, and of love there, too. It says a lot about your people, Pastor. Yes. Talking to Pastor Rudy uh, Rodriguez with Freedom Life Center, uh, that in that video, it was pouring rain. <laughs> and it you guys was, were out there yes, <laughs> mowing yes. and edging and moving trash around and painting and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yes, it was raining all what day. A, and, you know, we, we, we met you know that morning to perhaps uh, postpone it. Yeah, but we already had people waiting for us. Yeah, and uh, the the most amazing thing is we would go to a home and do all the work, and the neighbors would come out and ask, "Well, you know, how much are they paying you, or or can you do my lawn?" And so our our team would literally, after they would do the the home that they were asked to do, they would go to the neighbors and uh, and they were willing to pay wow. for the service. And, and these our, our people are saying, "No, no, this is a gift." From us to you. Yeah. And again, uh, we just saw amazing results. I mean, it was pouring rain. I mean, just, but people were out, you know, we were just excited to serve the community and uh, very rewarding. Very, very rewarding. Some of us were indoors, (laughs) some of us were outdoors. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We were doing other stuff as well for, like I said, we were doing multiple homes. I think that day we must have have had around five teams out working. Yeah. Are you going to do it again? We're going to do it again this year. We do that twice a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Besides the outreaches that we do throughout the year. What else are you doing? Um, as far as the... Mission work or... Uh, no, just serving the oh, community. Just, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. We call it Serve Day. Wonderful. And uh, and we just bring t- the teams together uh, during the summer, and uh, we just get them involved. And I tell you, it, it makes a difference in those that are serving. Mm. It, they, they begin to see that it's uh, it's there's more to life than just ourselves. Where you know we live a life of self-centeredness and selfishness, and mm. and we want to please ourselves, and uh, but when you begin to do something for others, and this is a model that we have at church, uh, to make a difference in this world. When you begin to make an, a difference in someone's world, man, it just does something in your heart, and uh, and then you begin to actually live out the 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 words of Jesus, and and uh, and that's what we want our people to to experience is is to to experience that. That mercy, that the compassion that Jesus extended towards everyone—you know, just feeding the five thousand—he yeah. um, didn't just preach to them. He could have just preached a sermon and said, "You know, see you later." Got the boat. Yeah, yeah, you're on your own. Yes, <laughs> but no, he had a compassion. He, yeah. In fact, the Bible says that he was moved to compassion. He That's was stirred right. to compassion. Compassion. So when you begin to see the people, uh, you are moved to to help them and do something. And uh, again, we bought a van for this one family that was walking. They started coming to church, and uh, and we put some people, to, you know, some teams, a team together to mm-hmm. raise money and put money together, and and bought them the van. And 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 you know, they didn't even have; uh, they were unemployed. 
this gentleman was unemployed. Actually, he was working a part-time job. And one of the ladies there at church put a resume together, and he was hired uh, making a six-figure income, potentially a six-figure income. Mm-hmm. He got, you know, just opened the door, and uh, and now they're blessed. Now they're blessed. And uh, it's just good to see uh, someone that was down or hopeless and despondent, yeah. uh, to see them uh, live again, mm. to see a smile on their face, to to see their children, you know, just wanting to be in church now. Yeah, and uh, and that's the kind of a, a heart we have. It's, just, it's not just to say God bless you, but to say, hey, what can we do for you? How can mm-hmm. we bless you? You know, so that's uh, our that's our that's the heart of our church. Absolutely. Well, again, it's reflected in you, Pastor, and your leadership. There, we're talking to Pastor Rudy Rodriguez with Freedom Life Center. It's our Church of the Week here on the Word. And again, you can learn more at their website, myfreedomlife.org. This, this thought just came to my mind, Pastor. Mm-hmm. You talked about feeding of the 5,000. Jesus told everybody to go sit on the grass there while right. they, they do this thing there. You you show up. You, I'm going to mow your grass before that's you right. sit down on it, you know? <laughs> so there's a connection there. there that's, so, that's so true. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let's, let's, let's go back to the beginning if we can there. I, I, I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me say this here. You meet on Sundays. Yes, we do. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. What happens? What, uh, what do we wear? Uh, man, you can come in Show your sandals up. and your shorts, or you can come in your tuxedo. Okay. Um, you know, we've we've we dress down. We uh, I, I was I grew up in a very conservative uh, mm-hmm. upbringing, uh, and uh, it was suit and tie every mm-hmm. Sunday. And but I realized that when you um, when you dress a certain way, uh, you tend to leave others out. They don't feel part of the group. And and, and at my church at Freedom Life. We've, uh, we've, we, we've, we, our goal is to reach non-believers, obviously, mm. is those that are unchurched and never been to church, or they visited, but they've been uh, turned mm. off for, for whatever reason. And uh, our goal is to make them feel connected, sure. make them feel like they're, 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 they're significant and how, how, you know, whatever condition they may, they may be, that, they are, that, that they're important to us. And so one of the things that I started doing, I, I stopped wearing my ties. You know, I know that the anointing is in the tie. You know, hey. You know, but uh, <laughs> if that were true, I'd buy a factory of ties, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, true. it isn't true. We know that. It's not uh, on how you wear. you wear your spur wear. shirt, that's even more anointed, though. <laughs> I tell you, it draws a lot of people, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we just started to dress down. And, uh, of course, I, I still wear my sports jacket. And, yeah. And then sometimes I just wear, you know, it's just very casual. Sure. Uh, our, our leaders are just very casual. But... But obviously, we know we do believe in, in being presentable and honorable. And, uh, but we started to see uh, people connecting just by the simple fact that we didn't look religious or better than them. Mm-hmm. We were just like them. No priestly robes, huh? No priestly robes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, again, uh, Jesus was a simple man. And we're just trying to follow the example of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, another thing is that we, uh, when you go to our church for the first time, uh, we... We speak to people in their terms, you know. We, mm. They don't know what a God bless you brother is. In fact, they're not even a brother, not even a cousin yet. Mm. Our goal is to make them brothers and sisters in the Lord. But they have no clue what we're saying. So we've taught our people to just connect with them, be transparent, be honest, and, and just ask them their name. You know, ask them who invited you. Uh, it's good to, you know, it's good to have you here. I'm glad you're here. And we just, we, we've, we've pretty much... Uh, a built a, a, a culture. It's been a paradigm shift mm-hmm. because, again, in church we're raised as you know we were, we grew up saying you know you know all the the Christian or the religious right. uh, Christianese we, yeah, yeah the religious words and and vocabulary and vernacular and but yet uh, 
we were, I think, you know, it was turning people off. They didn't understand what anointing was. Yeah. And they didn't understand words that we typically use. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an anointing in that place, you know. No, no, just the presence of God is there. Yes. Yeah. You know, so we made, we, we changed our, our, our vocabulary and made it to where people can understand what we're saying. Of course, as they grow in the word and they grow in the relationship with God and they grow in grace, they'll understand all that. Yeah. But our, our goal is just to make them feel connected. And, uh, and once people begin to, to change their mentality of, of how church should be, mm. and it's about the people that are hurting, that are, that are hopeless, and, and just reaching out to them. And that's our prayer every Sunday. Before mm. we meet, we pray. Um, we have prayer at nine, from 9 to 9.30. And we, that, right after prayer, I, I challenge the people, don't go to your little clique or mm-hmm. to your group of friends. You find someone new. You find somebody that you've not talked to. Connect with them. You know, find uh, 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 something that's uh, uh, some interesting in them that, you know, perhaps you bring, you know, perhaps uh, their, um, whatever interest they might have, bring it up. Even if it's about fishing, yeah. you know, uh, don't, don't talk church. Talk, their, you know, their language. And, and you connect with them, and eventually we'll talk church. Eventually we'll, we'll you know, we'll get deep in the word. But our, our first uh, connection is, is just to, you know, mm. speak their language connect with those people, uh, relate to their hurt. You know, they've, they come hurting. Hey, you know, you tell them, I've been there. Mm. My, my marriage was broken. My, my family was broken. I was on the verge of divorce. But you know what? God restored me here, and uh, God can restore you. So they're just, uh, uh, they're just strategies that we use yeah. uh, outside of this. the box. I'll say this about you, though, sir, and you, you exemplified this in your devotionals that we, we heard every day this week. Yes. Every day. It wasn't just a devotional based on one scripture. You quoted multiple scriptures. So the Bible is taught at Freedom Life Center. Yes. And so I honor you for that, sir. Thank but I you. also know that worship is very important to your family because you just started off saying that you were started off in the worship ministry as a worship pastor. Yes. And you pass those gifts on down to your kids. Now my kids are leading worship and uh, they're in charge of uh, my older son, Jacob. He is, he's our worship leader. Yeah. And what's and, Esau uh, doing? <laughs> no. Uh, <that's> ja- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my other son Benjamin, he's oh, twenty one. Yes, he's twenty one, and he's uh, he's our, our guitar player, but he's also in charge of all the the media, the lighting. Uh, he uh, does all the all the technical aspects of that. Gift, that. Huh? Yeah, he's got that gift, you know. And uh, uh, the, the the bad thing is that he's always telling me, "Dad, I need this. We need this. We need that." Oh. And uh, many times <laughs> I have to say no. You know, that's yeah. not in our budget. I tell you, lighting, audio, media—it's it's, it's it's expensive. You know? Sure, sure. Uh, but you know they've done a great job. I, you know I, I don't think I could be pastoring obviously without my wife. She's been a great support. We'll talk about her for yes. sure here. And uh, and my kids. If, I don't think I could I could have done it because we've been through some hard, very difficult days. You know where yes, sir. We, you know it's there's nobody there. You know when we started our church, it was just five of us. You know, it was my mom and my in the dad. same location. No, we in were actually house? in a house yeah, in my home, uh, yeah, out of my uh, my dining room table. Awesome. We started gather, gathering there, and we just uh, started inviting people to come, and um, and uh, people were, were responding. It took us a little while to to get going because uh, we had the calling, but uh, we didn't have a plan or a strategy. You know, mm-hmm. we just felt that God was calling us, and we it took us a couple of years to prepare ourselves, and we said, okay, 2006, let's have church. You yeah. know, and we launched without a team. We just—it was my wife and I. My kids had nothing to do with music. They didn't even play an instrument. <laughs> and it wasn't until they were older, eighteen years old for my older son, and fifteen years old for my younger son, that they just began to—you know—they they felt that you know, 
the, the that uh, that need to help. So they started doing the sure. you know, the music thing, and and they just started growing and learning, and and uh, and we're blessed. I'm telling you, it's, it, I don't think we would we could do this without the help of, or I at least myself, without the help of my wife and my kids. And uh, it's it's a family uh, a family affair. It's a family thing. Yeah. Ministry has always been about family, really. I mean, when, when we were in music ministry, we moved to Mexico. We took the family to Mexico. Wow. And um, and they've been very supportive. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us just if, if you can brag on your family a little bit more. Actually, I want to hear a little bit about your past and as a musician there too, because you're an award winning artist there, sir. Well, my son is. My son uh, he won a Grammy award. Ah. Oh. Uh, I was involved in this project. Uh, I was involved in that recording, but I, uh, I didn't win it myself. <laughs> Actually, I mentioned this this past week to my congregation. That's the the epitome of every musician is to win sure. a, a Grammy award. I mean, that's the desire, and and uh, and we covet that. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's a greater price. Yes. I told people that we should covet, and that's the the crown of of righteousness. And uh, but yeah, that that was one of the things that uh, I've always you know desired. And but my son was twelve years old. Twelve years old when he uh, sang in a children's album, a Christian children's album. And that uh, what one, was it called? It it was called. Uh, it's in Spanish. It's called Children Worshiping. Yeah, yeah. And it won a, a Latin Grammy Award back in. I, I my son was like twelve years old okay. back then. But uh, but we have it there in the studio. Oh, My son fun. doesn't show it off. I show it off. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I recorded many albums that uh, won awards, and uh, um, I traveled from between fifteen to sixteen countries a year hmm. for about ten years. I was doing that yep. full time. Uh, I was with a gentleman by the name of Marcos Witt yep. for eight years. Great man. Did, yeah, did many uh, many albums with him. I toured uh, throughout the world. Uh, for for many years, and uh, back in 2006, I'm, I'm sorry, 1996, I was at a conference in Mexico, and the Lord spoke to me that day, and I want to say it was an audible voice because I had heard I heard such a clear uh, instruction and indication that I would become a pastor. Mm. And uh, from in San Antonio, in Mexico City, but, but you're in Mexico. But why San Antonio? But He specifically said that I would come back to San Antonio. Yeah. I was living in Mexico. That was 1996. So for many years, I was uh, running from that call. I was running, I, and I was justifying yeah. it by, by saying, you know what, uh, um, I'm, I'm ministering to people. I'm pastoring or shepherding young kids. I was teaching a, mm-hmm. at a Bible school in Mexico, a music school that Marcos Witt founded, and uh, and that was my justification. I'm, I'm mentoring. I'm, you know, discipling. Uh, but God was very clear back in '96. It took us 10 years mm-hmm. to launch. Uh, the ministry or the church, uh, but we were obedient. It's kind of like with Jonah. You know, Jonah was disobedient. God took him through a, a detour, a little bit, uh, yeah, and but brought, brought him back to his purpose. And, and God did the same with us, brought us to our purpose, and now we're living that today. Amen. Hey, we, you are listening to the Word. It's our Church of the Week program here as we're honoring a Freedom Life Center with Pastor Rudy Rodriguez with an amazing testimony, an amazing story, and the great things that are happening on the northwest side over there at Freedom Life Center. If you're trying to find it, well, you can go to their website, myfreedomlife.org. Uh, but if you're looking for the church, they are serving the community in the Ingram Hills area there. The official address is 4402 Spearhead Drive. And so if you're coming off of 410, a couple ways to get there. Off Bandera, you can take Callahan uh, on down till you get to, I think, Thunder Drive? 
Thunder Drive. Thunder yes. Drive mm-hmm. and, and uh, where Callahan Mead there, you'll find it. Uh, but Spearhead Drive is the actual address there. And again, mm-hmm. all the details at com. We talked about church starting at 10 o'clock, but at 12 o'clock, Spanish church. We have our Spanish. We launched our Spanish uh, ministry, our Spanish service uh, a few months ago. And, uh, and we're seeing great results from sure. that. You know, uh, we have a great team, great worship. Uh, we have actually our worship leaders from Colombia. And uh, it's got a great heart for for worship. Talented, talented kids. His kids are also involved in, in music. And uh, and we're just having a good old time. Just uh, I'm still working on my Spanish <laughs> as, as well as my English. You yeah. Know? But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching in Spanish uh, at 12. And of course, I alternate with another with, with our worship leader. He's a great speaker okay. as well. Uh, you know, we're just excited. You know, we, we, God gives us the the uh, the anointing, the ability mm-hmm. to fulfill the assignment. If He calls, you know, He know I know He's gonna he, He's gonna make it happen. And we we're seeing that, and we're seeing great results. I mean, where the numbers are are, are, are or the church is growing. The, sure, you know, the Spanish congregation is growing. Uh, but again, it's all about reaching people and uh, serving them. Jesus says, "I didn't come to be served; I came to serve." And Amen. that's our our call and our heart for our for this world. Which is another great reason why we're recognizing Freedom Life Center as our our Church of the Week here on the Word with Pastor Rudy Rodriguez. Pastor, hard to believe I'm out of time. Well, see how the Lord we moves can do there. It again. We yeah, we're gonna have you back. Day. Yes, sir. It'll be fantastic. Well, Good again, to be here. well, again, uh, I didn't get to talk about your wife. We want to recognize uh, Patsy for uh, again serving by your side, and you've had to be by her side here lately here too. This was some health things and so uh, yes. church of san antonio that's listening right now uh, pray for the rodriguez family as they're kind of going through a season but uh but know that boy if i know you pastor god's on the throne and he's got this and he's in control the Lord. yes yeah yes he, he's in control well again thank you for being our church of the week here the freedom life center you can learn more at the website myfreedomlife.org Actually, you can go to com as well. You can hear this conversation again, hear all the great devotionals that Pastor Rudy Rodriguez uh, served us with this past week. Happy Easter to you. What time? Easter service, same time? Same time. 10, 10 o'clock, o'clock? English, 12 o'clock Spanish. Awesome. Well, then, yes, sir. then be there. Freedom Life Center. Pastor Rodriguez, thank you, sir. Good to be here. And thank you for listening to our KSLR Church of the Week program here on AM630, The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.